I left the city, I've been browsing. Treading water that they drowning. My head on the swivel. Yeah. It's only really my surroundings. Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at DynastyDadFF. And we got a fun one here for you tonight, a little bit different. This is going to be a preview of what we're going to have in our Patreon of just mini pods. 10 minutes, consumable content for you guys to listen about all of your favorite prospects. And tonight we're going to go over, you know, I just did a thread this week. I know our guest... Well, it's not a guess. It's Dynasty's old time, baby. He did a uh, a thread as well. Both of us have C.J. Stroud as our 102. Um, Mike, why is C.J. Stroud currently your 102? And let's start talking about him as a prospect first. I know we're going to talk about trades. We're going to talk about what to do with that 102. If you're drafting today and you have to take him, he's that two for you. And talk. Let's start talking about what he does well. C.J. Stroud, first of all, I mean, he's just by far the best passer of this class. Um, he has the ability to stay in the pocket, to step up. Um, his footwork left a little bit to be desired as far as what to do when he had pressure in his face. But throwing the ball, I mean, his touch is amazing. You look at how he throws the deep ball and the really the 20 to 40-yard ball, it's just perfect. I mean, you look at the corner routes, you look at the seam routes, the touch is spot on, the accuracy is awesome. Um, his ball placement is just okay in the short game. Actually, I think that's where he struggles. He's mm-hmm. accurate enough, but sometimes struggles, you know, where exactly to put it also to create yak, but he's just such a high level processor already. He knows where to put the ball and he's going to put it there 90% of the time. Yeah. And if you're looking at things, I mean, you're, you're looking at CJ Stroud's percentile ranks among all time elite status of quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. his completion percentage is in the 97th percentile touchdowns to interceptions at, in the 99th percentile, you look at him in 2021, 44 and 6, 41 and 6 in 2022. Total yards per game, 98th percentile. Total touchdowns per game, 99th percentile. We're looking at a guy that had a fantastic collegiate career for two years, who's getting a lot of, you know, a lot of big time comps, a lot of, you know, looking at this is that next guy. Um, what are what are the downfalls to his game? Because I think when we start to talk about The upside. I mean, the upside is he's a phenomenal passer. He goes to the right situation. He goes to Carolina where they have all five offensive linemen returning. Frank Reich is a safe coach. We talk about that a lot where you want your quarterback to go to an area where you feel like this is a coach that's going to be there for several years. Not that turnstile where it's like every year it's going to be in jeopardy. Um, Those are the positives. What's the negative when you look at C.J. Stroud? I mean, what is the one thing that's holding him back? Yeah, so there's a few negatives. Um, first of all, and I hate helmet scouting. I always, you know, Quentin Johnson is not Jalen Rager, but Dwayne Haskins in 2018 had 4,800 yards, 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions, had, you know, similar numbers to what uh, CJ Stroud had this year. And again, they're not the same player, but when you're in Ryan Day's offense, you're thrown to Alave, Marvin Harrison, Garrett Wilson, JSN, Ibuka, et cetera. It's not that, I mean, it's hard, but you can see why his numbers might be a little bit inflated. There were players running wide open. Ryan Day did have a great scheme. They obviously have a good offensive line. So that's a question mark is to see, you know, was he just a product of this offense? 
when you watch the film and I have really in depth, I, I just put out a thread today analyzing his game versus Michigan, where I did a little like audio overlay, analyzing a bunch of the plays. Um, you can really see what his strengths are, as I mentioned earlier, but his weaknesses show up as well. First weakness is going to be creativity. Um, yeah. He's going to do a lot like Matthew Stafford, actually. He's going to do what the offense tells him to do, but he's not going to go. I mean, he can get to a third read, right? He's very good at progressing, but he's going to get to the third read if that's if that's what the play calls for. Um, he's not going to move outside the pocket a lot. He's not that athletic. Um, he's not very fast. When he does run, um, he's running to slide or get out of bounds, right? Mm -hmm. He's not, he's running like a Matt Stafford or a Kirk Cousins if he just happens to have all this extra space. Um, and throwing on the run is not that impressive. He has this habit of yanking the ball. So when he's running to his right, if you think about how like physics work, if you're running to your right, you almost have to throw it back to your left to get the ball to go straight. Um, he had two really bad throws on the run versus Michigan. Um, another one versus Rutgers that I can remember where he just put it in the ground. So that's not going to be, he, he's much better when he's throwing from the pedestal, you know, take that five-step drop and let it rip. Um, those I guess would say are my main concerns with CJ Stroud. Um, I think he, uh, he's a good enough passer to overcome that from an NFL perspective. I think he's going to be a top 15 NFL quarterback. I think he's mm -hmm. going to lead teams to the playoff, but from a fantasy perspective, it's really hard to be good if you don't run the football or, or to be game breaking from a dynasty or from a fantasy perspective, if you don't run the ball. Right. And we, we talk about it a lot where it's like, you look at what you have to do in today's NFL and the days of Drew Brees and Peyton Manning and, and Tom Brady, that's difficult to, to have that kind of production, right? If you are not a running quarterback and you look just 143 rushing yards, you know, and he, I, I've noticed when I start looking at things, he really struggles rolling out. He's great. Yeah. He's great in the pocket. He's phenomenal in the pocket. Play action pass, he has a QBR 139.9. I mean, he's fantastic if you have a good offensive line and a run game to kind of set that up. I think... Again, if it's Carolina with Miles Sanders and that offensive line, I think he's in a position, you know, to succeed. Um, what are you doing with the 102 if if you have Stroud? Because I think this is we, we talked about Richardson potentially is going to be in that area with the rushing yeah. mobility. I talked about it with Chad Parsons a couple weeks ago. Almost we're using this area as capital. I see, you know, currently I have. I have Stroud when we talk about values as my QB 12, but I think that's kind of almost where his ceiling could be when you're looking at the dynasty quarterback landscape somewhere in that 10 to 12 range. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the trouble with taking a guy like CJ Stroud at the one Oh two. I did a, I did a pretty in-depth analysis uh, today on, on how rushing was important CJ Stroud. And again, I took out sacks because college doesn't do that. He only rushed for 12 yards a game as a starter. Um, compare that to guys like Justin Herbert rushed for 25, Trevor Lawrence rushed for 33, Joe Burrow rushed for 42. So even in comparison to those like semi-athletic pocket passers, CJ Stroud really wasn't running. And then you have a guy like Anthony Richardson who had 64 yards a game. The reason this is important is because the only quarterbacks who rushed for less than 15 yards a game in the NFL and finished with one of those elite 22 plus point per game seasons were Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Matt Ryan. Those are the only four guys to do it twice. So what I'm doing with CJ Stroud is I'm trading back as much as I can. I'm trading from the 102 to the 104, and I'll be happy with Bryce Young falling to me, Anthony Richardson falling to me, even trading back to the 105 for Jackson Smith at Jigba because I don't think there's a large gap between these players. So I'm happy getting the extra asset to do that. That's actually my second priority. My first priority is go get one of these top 10 quarterbacks. 
If you can add to the 102, 103, 104, go get Lamar Jackson, go get Justin Herbert. Maybe you add a future first to do it. What I've been doing a lot is go get Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson or Dak Prescott. Those guys are undervalued. I have all three of those guys above the 102. You might not need to add that much or at all to do it, especially people are sick and tired of those three guys. For some reason, their personalities, their injuries, obviously Watson, it's a very good reason. People don't want to roster those guys, so you can get them on the cheap. Right now, I mean, current market value when you're looking at startups and you're looking at trades, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Kyler Murray are going right at that 102 spot. I I recently did, you know, Jalen, I got Jalen Hurts for Trey Lance in the 102. Mm -hmm. I think when you start to look at the quarterback landscape, you can move around a little bit. You know, like if you love Stroud, I have no problem with you taking him, but I I like to the same way as you try to look at it and try to move. I might move back to you know I, I might move back to get a, a Richardson, even move back to get a Tua. Move into those areas. There's so many different ways you can you can move around and, and kind of work that. But I think the biggest thing is just making sure we talked about it when we're doing rebuilds and things like that is mitigating risk. And if yep. you can move back from two to five, what are you looking to add to move back from two to five? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the reason is, is because there is no consensus 102 right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't think one's going to develop. So again, just don't be picky. Take whoever falls to you. In terms of what I would, the 105 is really, that's where JSN is slated to go. I could see either, I could see one of the quarterbacks falling to 105 at some point. So it wouldn't take me a lot to move off of that. But I do know that CJ Stroud's going to have a lot more value than JSN. To move to the 105, I would want a 24 first. I like it. You know, 10 minutes goes real quick when you and I are chopping it up. Yeah. Guys, right now, C.J. Stroud is that 102. You know, again, probably going to be that back-end QB1 over the course of his career. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, Mike and I like to try to move into areas where those are those true difference makers, those guys with the rushing upside. So thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process.